you're listening to a podcast from Victory. God's mission from the beginning has been to go into all the world, but man's tendency is to settle. Learn more about this truth in week one of our series, All Access. We're going to take a serious break every year. We normally take two Sundays uh, in order for us to be able to talk about something that is very important to us as a church and as a whole movement, which is world missions. And I like the title, All Access, because it's a faith declaration. It's us saying that there is no nation that we cannot reach by the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, one of the verses in the Bible that I really like, which became um, uh, a scripture that I, I really hold on to, especially when I'm facing a difficult situation, is John chapter 6, verse 6. And the, the setting was when Jesus preached to 5,000 people and it was getting dark and they need to uh, send people away because there's no food for them and it's getting dark. And Jesus told his disciples to give them food. And they said, there's no way we can do that. There's no 7-Eleven here. Uh, there's no catering service. 5,000 people, you're talking about 5,000 people. And John 6, verse 6 said that he only asked them to test Philip because he already have in mind what he's going to do. He already have a solution so it's not that God was caught by surprise and doesn't know what to do, but it's just putting his disciples in a situation where they can learn how to live by faith, not by sight. And so uh, all access, we're saying there's no nation, no city, no campus that we cannot reach by the gospel of Christ. So, and this is still very much in line with our series uh, redefined uh, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount where Jesus taught his disciples what kingdom living is all about. And he thought about uh, kingdom values. And that's what this series is about also. You know, there's this funny story that my friend told me at the time when he was getting a lot of promotions in his company. So as a way to celebrate, he asked some of his uh, relatives to join him in Sofitel, okay? to have a dinner buffet. So, yung few relatives niya, some of them, it was their first time to really be in a setting like that. So, it was really awkward in a hotel, buffet. They're not used to that kind of setting. So, when they were there already, he said, go, enjoy. So, pumunta na sila. Tapos, one by one, they came back. And then, uh, when... One of her, one of his relatives came back. Actually, yung tita niya, no? Pagbalik, ito yung nakita niya sa plate ng tita niya. I have a picture. Laureate. <laughs> Chowking laureate. Sabi niya, kuha ka pa, tita. Sabi niya, hindi okay na to. Ito talaga ang gusto ko. So, although it was a five-star hotel, international buffet, there's a lot of options to choose from, uh, she went back to what she's used to, what she's familiar with. Sabi niya, ito talaga yung gusto ko, hindi ako sanay dyan. So she just went back and uh, my friend was telling me this and sabi niya, sayang binayad ko. I paid thousands of pesos. If I only knew, then we just went to Chow King instead. If I only knew. Now that's a funny story, but if you think about it as Christians, that's also our proclivity. That's our tendency. 
in order for us to go back to our old ways and sometimes go back to our old pattern of thinking. Even though we're already part of the kingdom of God under the rule of Christ, and the Bible is now the standard of how we live and what we believe, there is still this pull and this tendency for us to go back to the old pattern of thinking and, and way of life that we became accustomed to prior to encountering Christ. So na ako dito eh. Ito na yung nakagawian ko. I'm not sure if that will work, but this one, I've tried it for so long. And so that's why there's a need for us to constantly, for, for our mind to be renewed by the Word of God and, and for God to transform us from the inside out. The Bible says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind and you will know and test the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. So the Bible says, do not uh, conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Whether, you, we, whether you're aware of it or not, you're using a pattern. When it comes to your marriage, when it comes to your life, when it comes to your finances, when it comes to your identity, there is a pattern that you're using that serve as the peg. Okay? Kumbaga parang ito yung picture ko. But God said, stop using the pattern of this world. If you want to walk in the destiny that God has for you, if we want to experience God's good, pleasing, and perfect will, we have to embrace the pattern of His Word. And we need to align our hearts and our lives uh, to His Word every single day. And one of the things that need to change in our mindset is this idea that we are not just local Christians, we are global Christians. That you are not just a believer, you are called to be a world changer. That's why in the early days, 1984, one of the sayings that we have in order to reinforce this value is the saying of a Bible and a passport. Okay, uh, and our leaders uh, would tell us, and uh, one of our leaders, originals, no, hindi ko na sabihin yung year. But uh, during the early years in New Belt, when we only have hundreds of students, no money, provincial students, uh, no excellent facility, we're just a new church of 150 students. Yet, uh, in spite of that, uh, at that time, we, 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 they would tell the new believers, students, sabi nila, if you are serious about following Christ, you need two things. You need a passport and a Bible. You need the Bible to know God and you need the passport to obey God. Because you are not just called to be a local Christian, you are called to be a global Christian. When I became part of Victory when I was in college, um, I think I was 17 or 18 years old, almost 20 years ago, I, I was told the same way. I've never been out of the country. I was a provincial student. And the, our leaders would tell us, you get a Bible and a passport. Because you are going to nations. You're going to preach the gospel. So kami naman, bata kami, syempre, lahat pinaniniwalaan namin, di ba? Parang, come on, let's go! Tapos isip namin, uh, okay, pero paano yung pamasahe? Parang, wala, clueless kami, ano? we just receive it by faith, not really fully understanding how it's going to happen. But that, just because we have no idea of how it's going to happen now, it doesn't mean it can't happen to us. Okay? If that's God's word, we have to receive it. 
We have to declare it. We have to believe it until we see it happen. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, if you have your Bible with you, we're going to uh, read the story in Genesis 11, uh, beginning in verse 1 to 9. Okay? Early days, they said we need a Bible and a passport. And I'm sure many of us, if not all of us, we already have one of the two requirements. We already have the passport. Bible na lang, ano? We're trying to work, uh, work on that. Uh, that we will not just hold our Bible, that, but the Bible will get into our heart. So, Genesis 11... We're going to start in verse 1. It says, Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and bitumen for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over the face of all the earth and they left off building the city. Therefore, its name was called Babel because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth and from there the Lord dispersed them over the face of the earth. This is a famous story in the Bible in Genesis 11. And they said during that time, uh, there's only one language. And people are using the same word. Now, it's just, I, I just really enjoyed imagining how that looked like during their time. Can you imagine you have Chinese, uh, Germans, you have Indians, you have all kinds of people, but they are speaking the same language and speaking the same word. No need for translators and uh, no need for sign language. You can just converse with anyone you like. Um, I remember this story, funny story. The mom of one of our pastors at that time was working in the United Nations. So she's the one who told the story. Sabi niya one time nasa elevator sila. So you can just imagine all kinds of people working in that building. And when they were riding the elevator, may mga Pinoy nagkakwentuhan, Uy, kamusta ka na? Ganyan. Kamusta na si Piolo? Ganyan. Tapos, andun din yung mom ng pastor natin, may pumasok na mukhang Caucasian. Okay, mong puti talaga. Tapos, pagpasok ng tao, nag-close yung elevator, nagkakwentuhan sila, Uy, tinan mo to, grabe yun, mukhang unggoy. Kakwentuhan sila, grabe siya, sayang yung hand. Mukhang, so, tatawa na sila. <laughs> So they were doing that the whole time until uh, at a certain floor, nag-open yung elevator, then somebody came in also. Pinoy. Pumasok din. Pero pagpasok niya, na-recognize niya yung Caucasian-looking guy. Sabi niya, Uy, pare, kamusta? Kamusta ka na? Hindi kita nakita. Sabi ng Caucasian, eto, paunggoy-unggoy. <laughs> Akala nila, ibang 
nationality, ibang language, parehas pala, no? Now, in Genesis 11 verse 1, at that time, the whole earth had one language and same words, and as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they settled. Now, settling down was really a, is really a positive thing. Sometimes it can mean uh, a person who's uh, st- uh, planning to get married. Para magsisettle down na ako, pare. Or uh, planning to buy a house. Or uh, maybe it means somebody who finally found stability in his place of work. Or where, where they are living. So it's not a negative thing. But the word used here meant to stay, to dwell, and to remain. So when the Bible said that when they saw that the plain of Shinar, they, they saw it was a good land. They imagined all kinds of possibilities and opportunities. They said among themselves, sabi nila, wag na tayo umalis dito, let's settle here. Now, that was a negative word because uh, the original mandate of God for them was not to settle but to scatter. So they're saying, let's not continue on with the, the mandate of God. Instead, let's just focus here. Let's just build our houses, our businesses, and let's, let's just take care of ourselves. So it was contradicting God's will. Right from the beginning in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, we can see, it says, And God blessed them, talking about Adam and Eve, and he said, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Genesis 9 verse 1, Noah and his descendants, he said, and God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. When God created Adam and Eve, God created them with a mission. And everything that God gave them, the resources, the intelligence, the talent, uh, the gifting, the ability... All of it that God has given to them was supposed to be used to accomplish this mission of filling the earth with God's glory. You know, in the same way with us, maybe you're good in, in, in science and math. Maybe you're, you're an entrepreneur, a businessman. Whatever talent, whatever resources God has given to you, the purpose of that is for God to be honored. And for, you, for us to be a blessing to the ends of the earth. We're supposed to use that to point people to Christ, not to us. And so that was the original mandate. Um, Even during the time of Jesus, fast forward, when Jesus came, the mandate never changed. It's still the same. Before Jesus went back to heaven, uh, here's Jesus' last word to his disciples in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. He said, Go, therefore, everyone say go. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. It's never to stay or settle. Jesus never said, settle down where you are. No, he said, go. Go and make disciples. And that's not only God's word, Jesus' word to his disciples. It's still the same word for you and me today. Go, don't settle. You know, uh, somebody said that there are three kinds of people in church. The quitters, the campers, and the climbers. Quitters, people who don't stick with, with, uh, with, with their walk with God. Weeks lang, months lang, tapos na. They started out on fire, but then along the way, when they encountered inconvenience, offense, and challenges, they 
immediately quit. Then the campers, they, they settled. Okay na ako dito, Sunday church lang tayo dito. Okay na to, nagbibigay naman ako ng tights. Okay lang to, campers. They settled. But there's another group of people, the climbers. And that speaks of people who are pressing on. People who refuse to settle. Yes, we are blessed. Yes, we are. God has been good to us. But we know that it's not just for us to be blessed. It's for us to be a blessing. You know, I'm so blessed. I just don't have a picture here. One of our leaders in the 7 o'clock service who are in their 60s. And when I was uh, having coffee with them, I think two, three weeks ago, uh, I'm just blown away how God uh, is using them. Uh, running multiple victory groups. I mean, and in one of the companies that they are ministering to, at least 50 people already went through Victory Weekend. I'm just amazed. And I said, I want to be like that when I reach that age. I don't want to settle. I want to keep pressing on. I want to keep going. I don't want just to talk about what God did in me and through me 10, 20 years ago. I want to have fresh stories. I want to have fresh testimonies of God. Question is, are you a camper or are you a climber? Are you still going? Are you still pressing on? Genesis 11 verse 3. And they said to one another, come, let us make bricks and and burn them thoroughly and then let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens let us make a name for ourselves three times though that the word let us was mentioned and in the bible if a word is repeated twice especially three times god was sending a message there is a point that he wanted to make so there this was a huge undertaking a big project they are trying to build a tower that will reach the heaven. Today, the tallest building in the world is in Dubai. Okay? Burj Khalifa. According to our very credible source, Google, it costs 1.5 billion US dollars or approximately 76 billion pesos to construct this building. And it took 22 million man hours or six years in order to finish this project. And that's with all the advanced technology and equipment that we have today. And that's not even reaching the heavens. It's just 2,700 plus feet. 221 floors. But it took them six years in order to finish this project. Can you imagine how difficult this project was? Trying to erect a building that will reach the heaven without the advanced technology and equipment. Manual labor. What's amazing is what God said about this building project. Three times He said, uh, it said, let us. We're going to make bricks. There are, there's no enough stone. We're going to make bricks. We're going to do it. Yet God said, even though they have the wrong motive, but because they are united, one people, one language, nothing that they propose to do will be impossible for them. This was a negative example, but God used this to give us a powerful lesson on the power of unity. This is God's way of saying that uh, there's endless possibilities for people who are in unity. Endless possibilities are available for people who are 
in unity. That's why it's important that we fight for unity. No wonder in the New Testament, Jesus prayed for unity. He said, Lord, I pray this not only for the disciples you gave me today, but for the disciples, the people who will believe you in the future. That's talking about us. And he said, Lord, I pray that you will make them one just as we are one. Jesus prayed that we will have unity. Apostle Paul in in Ephesians chapter 3, I believe, he said, make every effort to to protect that unity and the bond of peace among the believers. How many of you know it takes a lot of effort to stay united? And that's true for married people. That's true for uh, teams. That's true for churches. That's true for companies. It requires so much effort for people to be together and have one mind and one heart and one spirit. And Paul said, make every effort. And by the grace of God, you know, and and we say this with all humility, by the grace of God, the past 33 years, in spite of us having lots of strong, highly opinionated leaders, we never had a single church split. By the grace of God, we stayed united. You know why? Because our leaders made the commitment that we will fight for this relationship. We will fight for unity. And, and God just showed us the power of unity. That's why it's important as married people that we fight for the unity of that marriage. The Bible says, a house or kingdom divided against itself will not stand. But if you are united There's endless possibility for you. Whatever God called you to do, if you are together, everything is possible. So we fight for that. Unity is important. And uh, just for world missions, I'm I'm not sure, Francis, if we have a picture. It's amazing. Uh, We set out and uh, uh, we show this every time we have missions caravan. But these are the nations that we prayed for in the past and that we are praying for uh, for until 2020. Yung Southeast Asia po, we planted a church already in every single nation. Amazing. Let's give the Lord a big hand for that. 1984, 150 students. They're just praying for the nations, not knowing where the funds will be coming or how it's going to happen. We only have one church in New Belt. 33 years after, we planted churches in every nation in Southeast Asia. We're moving in other nations. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. 2013, 2014, 2015, up to 2018, all of these nations, we've already sent missionaries and we already have ongoing church planting effort. Amazing. It's possible by the grace of God But it's amazing what God can accomplish when people come together in unity. That's why yung phrase po, yung saying natin, we are better together, it's not just a cute hashtag for us. It's a ministry philosophy based on our understanding of the Word of God. We are better together. It's worth fighting for our relationship. We don't fight against each other, we fight for each other. We overlook offenses. We're saying, I'm committed to you. Now, what made this wrong? Because God confused their language. They joined together. They set out uh, to settle, create this city and this tower. What made it wrong 
was that they started doing something for themselves rather than for God. Twice the word ourselves was, was, was mentioned there. They said, Let's, let us make for ourselves. The focus shift from God to them. We're going to have all kinds of problems the moment life becomes about us, not about God. When it's about my privileges, when it becomes my rights, when it becomes my comfort, when it becomes my ambition, when it becomes my goal, we will find all kinds of trouble when it becomes about us rather than uh, about God. Instead of building the kingdom of God, they, they said, let us build our own kingdom. Rather than making God famous, they said, let's make our name famous. And rather than going to different parts of the world to scatter, they said, no, that's not a good idea. Instead, let's gather. So this tower was was really the symbol of their rebellion against God. You know, our sinful tendency is to always deviate from the will of God. To do our own thing. That's our sinful nature. Yung ito, alam natin, ito yung will ni Lord, pero, sure ka ba dyan, Lord? Tama ka ba, Lord? Alam mo ba talaga kung ano yung mabuti? Alam mo ba talaga kung ano yung best? And you know, the struggle for us is to choose our own will rather than choosing God's will. And our sinful tendency is to always step out of the will of God. But here's what's amazing. In Genesis chapter 12, they failed. But you know the good thing about God is He never quit. He never gave up. When He dispersed, God used that in order to still fulfill His purpose. And then chapter 12, we're introduced to a man named Abraham and his family. And God restarting again His plan of sending out people to be a blessing to the rest of the world. He called about Abraham. And you know why this is exciting as we read uh, verse 1 to 3? Because this was originally given to Abraham. But you know what's exciting? This promise is given to you as well. So in Genesis 12 verse 1 to 3, it says, Now the Lord said to Abraham, and you can put your name there. The Lord said to Ryan. The Lord said to Jason. The Lord said to Francis, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. This is your purpose. This is your destiny in Christ. God confused their language, not because it's wrong to be great. It's wrong to be great if you're trying to be great for yourself. They said, come on, let's make a name for, for, uh, let's make a name for ourselves. Pero in chapter 12, God said, I will make your name great. They said, let's build a city. It's, it speaks of their security. Sabi ni, sabi ni Lord, I will bless you. I will show you a land that will become your inheritance and I will bless you. And they said, let's let's stay here, let's gather. And God said, I will make you a blessing to the families of the earth. How many of you want these promises from God? 
I want that. And what they desired in chapter 11, God promised to Abraham in chapter 12. The good thing about God is you don't have to sin against God in order for you to fulfill your purpose or to be happy. It's in following Christ that we find her purpose. And then last thing in verse 7, it says, Come, let us go down and confuse their language. And it's, it's not literal that God needed to come down. I think it's the way of the author to really mock in a way what they are trying to build, that God needed to go down in order to see it because it's too small. What they thought was big, God said, it's too small, I needed to come down to see it. You think what you're building is big? Guess what? What God is for you is bigger than what you can imagine. What you can think of or, or imagine. And they, so, that, so the Lord dispersed them. So God took away what they have, which is the common language, the unity that they enjoyed. Sadly, they used the blessing of God for evil intent. So God had to take it back. You know, sometimes God allows us to lose something in order for us to be found. Sometimes God had to take away something in order for us to realign again to God's heart and God's will. God's provision is not meant to be a distraction for us. It's supposed to help us accomplish the mission. Now, last Monday, I was driving in NLEX with my family going to Subic. We're enjoying so much our conversation and our time. Enjoy, enjoy. That I lose track of the road and missed our turn. We're supposed to exit going to SC Tex. Sobrang enjoy na enjoy ako kausap yung wife ko. <laughs> Kukentuhan lang kami, oh. tapos nakita ko yung uh, signage na si Esther, ay, dapat tayo, diba? <laughs> so we ended up in a wrong destination. We missed our turn. Sometimes we have that tendency, we enjoyed so much the blessing that we missed the will. We miss the purposes of God. It's okay to enjoy the blessing of God as long as we don't hold tightly to it and remain focused on God and His purposes. Lord, I'm enjoying this, but if you want to take this away, I'm okay. I'm okay. Dispersed. That's why you and I are here today. That's why you are where you are today. Your calling, your, your station in life, um, God placed you there because God wants to scatter us. The family that you're a part of, the community, the, the campus, the company, wherever God placed you. World mission is not just about us crossing the sea. Sometimes it's just crossing the street. But all of us are called for mission. World mission, we can all give, we can all pray, but not all of us are going to go overseas. But it doesn't mean we're just going to give and pray. Because right where you are, that is your mission field. And God called us to be a blessing. You have a promise from God. I will make your name great. I will bless you. But not just to make your life comfortable and convenient. There's a purpose for the blessing. It's for you to be a blessing. You know, last story and I'm going to pray. Um, 
when I was in New Belt, I, I told this to some people already, but uh, we, we served in New Belt for 10 years, pastoring college and high school students. Uh, in the first year of our marriage, uh, nung wife ko, nine years na ho kaming married ngayon. Nung first year of marriage namin, I mean, I was so on fire for campus ministry. In my mind, I can do this in my 40s and 50s. We have no plan of going out of U-Belt. We just want to pastor young people. But at that time, we're given a prophetic word. And a prophetic word is somebody believing God for a word to give you. That they feel like God is saying to you. So at that time, there's a prophetic uh, 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 people there. Tapos they gave us a word in our first year of marriage. My wife was not working at that time because I was encouraging her to be a full-time mom. Just like the people I look up to. Like, ministry lang tayo. You know, I know my heart ka na maging dentist. But let's try it out. And I'm just blessed to have a wife who's godly and she set aside that uh, dream for a year. She did not work and we just tried to do ministry together. I just want her to be a stay-home mom. Uh, so, so anyway, on first year of marriage, man, we were prophesied, they said, and when, when it was the, my wife's turn, sabi nung babae sa kanya, you know, you're going to minister to business people, to Chinese people. God will give you a platform to speak in the marketplace. It's not making any sense. We're pastoring students uh, majority are Filipinos. We don't have a business. So it's not making any sense. Fast forward, you know, we've been here in Green Hills for two years already. Nine years after, now we're, we're looking back and we're saying, Crab is the Lord. Because my wife owns a business right now. Major- majority of the people in our victory group are Filipino Chinese. And majority of the people we minister to are business people. And my wife and I were, were just talking. We're just, every time we pray about the business, we just said, you know, lahat talaga ng binibigay sa atin ni Lord, it's simply a tool to advance the kingdom of God. We, we don't have a business just for the sake of having a business. This is simply a platform for us so we can bring the gospel to, the, to different people. And I want to tell you, whatever you have today and wherever God placed you, it's a platform that God has given to you. God is scattering all of us because there is a good news we need to bring to all people. You know, in, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 9, so all who put their faith in Christ share the same blessing Abraham received because of his faith. That was given to Abraham, but the Bible says, if you put your faith in Christ, how many of you here, you're a follower of Christ? You put your faith in Christ. The Bible says, you you inherit that promise. You share in the same blessing. You receive the same mandate. So let's go and bear fruit. Let's multiply and fill the earth. And bring the gospel to the ends of the earth. Don't keep the gospel to yourself. Share it to others. The gospel is not just about our salvation. It's about God's plan of redemption. Many people stopped with salvation and they became happy campers waiting for their transition in this life to heaven. But God did not call you and me to be campers. God called us to be preachers of the gospel. 
So use whatever platform you have as a housewife, as a teacher, as a student, whatever station in life you're in. God has been good to us. Jesus died for us, but not just for us, but for all peoples on earth. Amen? Let me just pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for your word. Thank you for not only saving us, but for using us as well. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to be part of something expansive, something unstoppable, which is your church. Lord, we thank you for realigning us. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us of who we are, reminding us of our calling as a people. Lord God, we thank you for blessing us so we can be a blessing. So Lord, use us in a greater way. We thank you for how you've used us in the past, but Lord, we pray you will use us in a greater and mighty way. Father God, we thank you, Lord, even now, Lord, for instilling that sense of calling to each and every one of us. Father, we thank you for every blessing we receive, every blessing that we enjoy. I pray, Lord, you will use us so that the people around us would be be blessed, that they will come to know Jesus, that they will receive the gospel, and that they will be saved as well. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcast.